0: Welcome
1: to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone's having a great week. It's hard to believe it's already the third week. We are into January. Hope everyone has had a great January so far. It has been off to a fiery start here. That is in a good way. And again, if uh, you are still finalizing those 2022 goals, you still got time. Feel free to reach out to us at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. We would be happy to assess where you're at, not only for your personal uh, success, but also in your, for your business, regardless of size. And we'd be happy to take a look at it with our staff and team to assess what direction that you may best take where you are and where you desire to be. Our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. They're a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types. This is a great opportunity to meet new people or rekindle old relationships with people that you've had in the past. And it takes all the noise out of social media. This is a great way to kind of build uh, communities where then you can really, in a genuine, authentic way, get to know people at a deeper level without all the social media notifications that you get on the other platforms. Again, they offer a wide variety of different affinity programs as a member. Feel free to reach out to them at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. If you are new to sustainable success, you found us here, and you could also. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. Uh, there we've had many of our great guests sharing their words and wisdoms and insights to help move your business and your personal success to the next level. Well, we have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking with uh, Tricia Burke, Burke and her. Uh, we're going to be talking about being an influential voice on stage and off. Now, everybody knows how powerful influence is. We've talked about influence here on sustainable success over the last five years and why that being compelling is so important as an influencer. Well, you're going to be learning from one of the best that she runs, uh, you know, a salon, speaking salon that that caters to uh, speakers, TEDx talkers, and so on, and how you can be influential in why you do what you do. Before I bring Tricia on, I'm going to give you a little background about her, Uh So she is an international award-winning director. She received uh, the, the Empowered Woman of 2021 Award from the International Association of Top Professionals. She has worked in theater, film, and television for over three decades. In addition to her work in the entertainment industry, she applies her unique expertise to the art of public speaking. She is the executive producer of Speakers Who Dare and the former executive producer of TEDx Lincoln Square in New York City. She curates the Speaker Salon in New York City, an incubator and showcase for emerging speakers, giving speakers the opportunity to get in front of influencers, event organizers, television producers, TEDx organizers, and can put them on big stages. Her award-winning podcast, The Big Talk, has over 250 episodes where she interviews people who talk for a living, including Stedman, Graham, and yes, Oprah comes up. And without further ado, we welcome Tricia Brooke to the show. How are you doing, Tricia?
2: Chris, it's so great to be here. And oh, my goodness, we need to update that bio on my team. We have over 410 episodes now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Time has passed, my friend.
1: <laughs> Woo, we got, definitely got to do that. Well, tell you what, we'll get that updated quickly uh, in, the, uh, in the bio for the, for the on-demand version.
2: And I'll let my team know we need to take a look at that as well. Thank you for that, Chris. What an amazing Absolutely. introduction.
1: Thank you. Thank you for being here. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, here at Sustainable Success, we are big advocates of of the level of influence. Trisha, can you talk about, you know, what influence means to you and why that's so important, you know, as a speaker? Regardless if you're doing this professionally, whether if you're complementing another role that you have, whether if you run a company, talk about the importance, what influence is and why it's so important as a speaker
2: I think first I'd love to to answer the question that you posed, what is influence to me? And really, it means understanding the responsibility that I have when I communicate. And that means choosing my words. It means being in my values at all times. And it means that how I show up in the world could potentially influence someone else, which means I need to show up in values and be conscious of how I'm speaking. When it comes to speakers, if you are taking a stage and you want the audience to take action, you have an opportunity to influence them, whether it's to literally take action, to buy your book, to enroll in your program, or to change how they see the world, to adopt your thinking as their thinking. And that's why the role of an influencer is so important and comes with such responsibility.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so, so true. So, so true. So talk about, you know, like, you know, people, you you know, that are aspiring to use speaking in some aspect of their business. I know, you know, there's people out there that they're not never going to be full-time speakers, but they're going to use speaking as a way to move their business to the next level, whether if they are the face of their company, they, are the, they run the company, or perhaps maybe they don't, but they just happen to have that area of expertise that can be that person that can be the go-to person in their organization that can you know, put them and uh, you know, be more compelling to their audience, how, what they convey as a speaker. What are some of the steps that you feel are necessary to become you know, an influential speaker?
2: When you understand how to communicate effectively for impact, you can become an influential voice and an influential speaker. And that means you have credibility, vulnerability, and relatability. When you're the credible expert and you're talking about your area of expertise, and it doesn't mean you have to have a PhD. It means it's what you've lived and you are the expert in that field. And you speak on that, you speak as a credible expert, that is influential because people are going to gravitate towards what you know so they can learn from you. When you communicate vulnerably, you are someone that they can see themselves in and you become the person who is a human being. So you become influential in their lives because you are a human being. And that goes to the next part, which is the relatability. When someone can relate to you and you're communicating effectively on behalf of what it is you want the person to do, to take action doing, being relatable means they believe they can too. And that's how you can influence someone. And it's, it's not limited to a CEO or a founder. Being an influential voice is a parent who's across the dining table from their kids, sharing information that's going to influence these kids for the rest of their lives. It's a teacher standing at the front of a classroom who is going to influence the decisions these students make for the rest of their life. It is a CEO and a founder and an author and a professional, but it's also anybody. and that's, That is why I think being an influential voice is so powerful because anyone can become an influential voice when you understand how to communicate effectively, you understand your values and you live in alignment with those values.
1: Well, I love, I love what you talked about values because we, you know, I am a big advocate of values and how they show up, you know, indirectly when you're on stage and how they, how they you have that ability to connect with your audience. You know, it's just that energy. And What would you say that, you know, when people are, maybe they're not sure what their values are? A lot of times I know for me, for the first 30 years, I was operating from someone else's values because I know at the time I had this strong need for validation. I didn't get it growing up and I, you know, I was chasing it with my father. So I adopted my father's values. Didn't even realize I was doing it until when I figured out why I was so miserable. And then when I was able to make that change over time, how things really shifted in a, a completely different direction. Talk about why that is so important, values, like when it comes to, you know, when it comes to speaking, like, because again, it's not always what you're saying. It's also that energy and that presence that you have and how you show up in front of your audience.
2: I love that you highlighted that you had your father's values and we all grow up with values that our families instill in us. And it's our responsibility and it's our job to reevaluate our values based on where we are at the chapter of our lives, in the stages of our lives. And when you think about what your values are in relationship to what you care about, what you believe to be good, to be true, what your purpose is, then that becomes your North Star or your heartbeat. And everything that you do, whether it's on stage or off stage, is in alignment with those values. The values that I personally have are the same ones that my company, The Big Talk, has. And that is respect, inclusion, dignity, excellence, compassion, compassion, curiosity and love. Those are my personal values and the values of the company. So when we have team meetings, we someone on the team reads the mission statement, the purpose, the values and we are in alignment. And if at any point inside of our company or if at any point when I'm on stage speaking, I go off track, I know it because I'm so clear on my values and I can come back. If I'm on stage and all of a sudden I'm making it about me, that is not part of my values. My values is being of service to that audience. And it's the same thing with our company. And if you can get really clear on what your values are, you will be an influential voice on stage and off. Because when I'm going to the supermarket, my values are intact. I'm going yeah. to be kind to the checkout person. I'm going to lead with love. I'm going to lead with curiosity. I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to be at a level of excellence and I'm inclusive. So that doesn't change whether I'm at yes. the grocery store or on stage.
1: That's I love what you just said because it's consistent. You know, it's not like you show up, you know, as the speaker and then you show up as whatever and now they're completely two different people, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Right. So to speak. No, I I hear you. I I, you know, I always say that, you know, being genuine and being consistent with your values is imperative uh, as an influential speaker. What would you say, like, you know, people like, you know, when you talk about being influential, both on stage and off, uh, let's, you know, now that we're talking about that consistency, what what would be some of the things you can recommend for people that are trying, that are looking to try to figure out this process? being more influential, being more compelling to the people they serve, you know, through their example, through their resources, and so on. Talk about like what 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 does that look like? What can people be doing to make that happen for themselves?
2: Well I think you touched on it a little by using the word integrity. When we are in integrity, we don't have to actually do anything. It is showing up, understanding what our purpose, values and missions are and modeling the behavior. And when you are modeling the behavior of being in integrity, that has the organic outcome of being influential. And that's why I think it's so important for everybody to realize every word you say has the impact to influence another person. So you don't have to do anything as long as you are always in integrity. You're showing up, like you said, Chris, consistently, and you are aligned with what your mission is on the world with why you're getting up every day.
1: Yeah, no, it's so true. So true. And I, what I love is again, that consistency. Like I know for me, it's having a daily routine every morning and because that daily routine reminds me each and every morning, what are the values that I operate from? What am I using to be today to become, to do and have different and better results and 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 so it 's got to be consistent in the, with those habits, and it shows up in how I come across the people, whether if i 'm one on one one to few one to many, in any type of setting, so that like you said, that consistency with through those values is just contagious it just it, it resonates long term
2: and you were um graciously a guest expert inside of my community, the big talk membership community, and I remember. Yeah you specifically being so influential by being generous. Yeah. You yeah. you shared your expertise with our community and that was so influential and they all loved it. And yeah. remember, you didn't do anything. You just showed up and gave.
1: Just share, shared. Exactly. And that's another thing. If you, I, I'd love to hear for your input, you know, it, it, sharing versus telling. I always think that a good influencer shares and not just tells. It's okay to be directive, but but that that it but it it's being that you share versus just tell.
2: I love that because also sharing means you are not expecting anything in return. Mm. And that is a very powerful influence as well. If you are Literally just providing everything that you know to be true and that can be of service to the community or the audience without expecting anything in return. That kind of influence is so powerful because if you are telling somebody something and you have expectations of something in return, they're going to resist you unconsciously. But if you're simply giving everything from a place of integrity and service, they're going to want more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. No, I love that. So, so Tricia, like if if we got we have people that listen to the show and that will be listening later that uh where we have a lot of people that speak. I wouldn't say they're full-time speakers, but they speak here and there. Some are, you know, maybe speak locally, some might speak regionally. We do have professional speakers as well. What would you say that again, the if somebody is new to this in this word influence? You know they've heard of it, but they've really never incorporated it into their speaking. Which we talked about values, we talked about being compelling, and so on. What would be some other things that you could share that you would you would uh, uh, share with someone that is looking to in, in, include being more of influence into their talks?
2: Well, there's the obvious choreography, intention, memorization, and I also invite an inspire everyone who's listening. When you're thinking about taking a stage and what influence means, go back to when you were at school. Go back to a mentor you had and think about How they influenced you and why they influenced you. My dance teacher, Sharon McGuire, who taught me from when I was seven till I was 17, was a huge influence on my life. And it's because she modeled integrity. She was very strong. She didn't let me get away with anything. She scolded me if I was behaving badly. And she was a huge influence. And now is still a very dear friend and comes to New York to see everything I, I do and follows everything i do and I think about why was she influential to me, and I model that now. I am demanding, I'm also very kind, I'm loving, I also require excellence, and those values and that influence I learned from her. So go back to somebody who you in who you um are inspired by and who inspired you and who was an influence in your life and think about why, and then take that to the stage. And we can talk about the actual techniques after the break.
1: Oh, I love that. Well, we want to definitely talk about the techniques. So again, if you are just joining us here, we're talking about building a influential voice on stage and off again, uh, we are with one of the best in terms of preparing and developing speakers uh, Tricia Brooke, Again, you're going to have an opportunity to learn a little bit more about uh, some of the things that she does for speakers uh, later here on the show, and also that uh, where you can get her, your hands on her book as well. But we got to go to break, and we'll be right back.
0: What is balance? Again, that's one 472 5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back to Sustainable Success. We're here with Tricia Brooke. We're talking about being an influential voice on stage and off. And we are, again, talking about how you can use speaking as a way to really elevate yourself to the next level in your business whether if it's on stage or off. These are things you can do one-on-one, one-to-few, and one-to-many. And uh, you're hearing from one of the best here from Tricia. Tricia, we talked a little bit about what influence means in the speaking world, how people can adopt becoming more influential as a speaker. What are the techniques that they can adopt to really move this forward?
2: I think when a speaker takes the stage, they're desire is to have an impact on the audience. And you can be a good speaker and get away with a PowerPoint and communicate to the audience and walk away feeling good about yourself. Or you can move into being a great speaker and really understand what an influential voice from a stage requires. And this is what I teach all of my speakers and all of my influencers. And that is to really understand the performance of objective and action. Uh, For your listeners who don't know me, I've been living and working in New York City for over 30 years. I'm a former dancer. I moved into being a director and a producer and a writer of TV, theater, and musicals. And when I'm in a studio, a rehearsal room with my actors, it's my responsibility and job to create a safe space so that they can fully play the scene authentically and vulnerably. And that means they also need to use a technique because not everybody always wants to go perform. Even my friends who are in Hamilton, sometimes they don't feel like going to the theater. Now, if they go into the show and they don't feel like performing, that's not really fair to the audience who's there, who saved their money and their time to come and finally see Hamilton. So when you're having a bad day, or you're having an off day, or you don't feel like it, you still have to show up 1000%. And being an influential voice from a stage means using this technique that I teach my speakers, which is intention, objective, and action. And what's amazing about this, Chris, is that we as human beings use this technique all the time without even knowing it. You want your kids to go to bed. That's your objective. That's what you want. You want your spouse, your partner to take out the trash. That's your objective. It's what you want. Now, how do you get them to do something? You want your kids to go to bed. You play an action. You could take them. You could bribe them. You could storytell them. And you play that action to get the result that you want, which is for your kids to go to bed. You want your partner to take out the trash. What are you going to do to get them to do it? You're going to play the action of pay, pay, seduce, nag, whatever it takes to get what you want. Same thing from the stage. If you're on stage and you're delivering your amazing talk and everyone is on their phone and they're looking down, you're clearly not getting what you want because most likely you want first their attention, Mm -hmm. second, them to take action. If they do not give you their attention, you have to change the action that you're playing. So if you are simply delivering your talk and that's your action, that's not enough. How are you going to get them to do what you want, which is put their phones down and look up? You could entertain, you could wait. If you stop on stage and don't talk for two minutes, I guarantee everyone in that audience is going to look up at you. And that is the technique that you can use every day, no matter what mood you're in, to get what you want from your audience. And the second thing is understanding choreography. As an influential voice from the stage, if you are pacing back and forth or shifting side to side or meandering around aimlessly on the stage while you're delivering your talk, people are going to watch you do that instead of listen to what you have to say, being influenced by what you're saying. So it's really important that you approach what I consider this, the art form of public speaking from the point of view of an influential voice, moving from being good to great. And then couple of other things is never apologize from stage. You are the influential voice on that stage. They have paid to come and see you share your area of expertise. You need to take care of them. If for any reason they feel they have to take care of you because you've apologized for something like dropping the clicker, advancing the slide too quickly, the lights going out, anything. If you apologize, you lose credibility and are no longer the influential voice.
1: That's a great point, and let's talk about that because I've seen that so many times because people feel like it's almost like on autopilot. If I say sorry, you know, it shows that, hey, you know, there was a glitch, and it's just, again, it's kind of like an, you know, an um or an ah, and then when somebody uses it to fill that time, it's easy to say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, when, when there's a glitch. Why do people do that?
2: People are in the habit of doing it. It's a bad habit, just like, and, um, so, you know, right. It's a habit that can be broken. If something goes wrong on stage, thank you for your patience here. If something goes wrong on stage, I would love to take that again. There's no reason to say, I'm sorry, you haven't done anything wrong. Even if you fall down, get up. Exactly. (laughs) It's that easy. (laughs)
1: No, that's so, so true. And I think that's so important. And And what it does is like you said, it not only it, it gives you that, that respect because because respect is so important as a speaker, they have to respect it may not have to like you. They may not agree with everything that you're saying and that's okay. Cause you're not going to be, you're not going to be everything for everyone, but, but, but if they respect you, that's, that's what's so important.
2: That is such a great point. And I want to highlight that because, if you start with self-respect and dignity, you it doesn't matter if they like you. It doesn't matter because, and, and it doesn't matter if you share the same going to the off stage. If you're off stage and you're an, an influential voice, if you're not on stage and you're having a conversation with someone and you have self-respect and you're also communicating effectively with dignity, you don't have to share the same opinions. And that's something that I think is so important for everyone who's listening. As an influential voice, your words matter. And when you're having a conversation with someone who has a differing opinion, you can have a, a respectful conversation with someone who doesn't share the same opinions as you. And so everything that I'm talking about that applies on stage, it applies off stage as well, and if you have self-respect and you command the respect of others by speaking effectively with dignity and respect and curiosity, then a completely new paradigm of communication has opened up.
1: Yeah, that is so true. And like I said, I mean, just think think about it. What you just said and how that would impact so many things that we that all the, with the different roles that we have in our life. Uh, we. Okay, maybe you're a speaker. Maybe you speak and you're the CEO of your small business. You're a a husband or a wife. You're a brother or sister. You're a son or a daughter of someone. You're always going to have these different roles. So how you're utilizing that communication, like what you said, is a difference maker in terms of really, I guess, you know, and how it helps other people to really engage with you and vice versa.
2: Well, three years ago, I had a conversation with my husband. I was sitting at my kitchen table. I got a download out of nowhere that was, I have to move. And I thought to myself, okay, I hope Joe comes with me because I have to move apparently. (laughs) And we were living on 57th and 10th for almost 15 years. And for anyone who knows about New York living, if you have a good apartment, you don't move. Yeah. (laughs) And If they don't raise your rent, you don't move.
1: Exactly.
2: And I got this download and I, I, to this day, call that my most successful negotiation was having the conversation with my husband, we have to move. And he didn't know why we hadn't had that conversation. There was no reason for us to move. We weren't planning to move. It was just something that came out of the blue. And I said, honey, we have to move. And we literally moved from 57th and 10th, very dark apartment, to 55th and 9th very bright light apartment that overlooks the Alvin Ailey Dance Theater. So I get to see the dancers realize their dreams every day. And it was one of those things where I had to influence him to move. And that is a huge decision.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: So you're absolutely right. We have influence and it's important that we, that we uh, respect and um, understand the responsibility that comes with that.
1: No, and it's so true. I mean, I mean, here you gave a great illustration with you and your husband about moving, at, you know, moving apartments. And I even see that even in like, you know, not getting off track here, but like in sales. You know, it's not that I have to persuade somebody. I can enroll somebody in my business if I communicate and and, and do it from a place of influence that, you know, includes them in making that decision. You know, I'm not convincing them.
2: Oh my gosh, that's so Powerful and spot on. You don't have to convince anyone of anything. Yeah. All you have to do is share the information from a place of integrity and truth.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And like where and this is where it fits the the top or the title today. You know, on stage and off. Because a lot of people think, oh, it's not just on stage; it's off too. You know, and you don't have to be on stage when you're talking with people. You, you're, you're matter of fact, you're going to be talking to people more more or less of the time when you're off stage.
2: And imagine what it's like when you have an interaction with somebody and they walk around for the rest of the day feeling great about themselves. That's the kind of influence you have, anyone has. The taxi driver, the checkout person, the barista, the teacher, the student, anyone you come in contact with, you have an opportunity to be an influential voice. And that's the kind of ripple effect for good that is possible.
1: Wow, powerful, powerful. Is there any other techniques that you would like to share with the listeners right now and those that will be listening later?
2: If you are choosing to take a stage and become an influential voice, I highly recommend becoming comfortable writing. And that means every single day, writing for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you can set yourself up for success with. Because at the end of the day, you taking a stage and having a fully memorized talk is going to give you more influence. I've seen speakers many times take stages and only use PowerPoints, and there's a place for that. There's a Zoom room for that. However, if we begin to take live stages again, and when we do that, being able to take a stage with a fully memorized so that you have moved beyond the point of memorization into the place of it's in your DNA guess what that frees you up so many oh, people yeah. so many people are afraid that they're going to sound robotic or they're going to sound over rehearsed but the reality is when you move beyond memorized and it's in your DNA the stage becomes a playground and you are in complete command of that material you're captivating the audience is in your hand you can practice objective in action easily and you can literally be yourself fully and not be thinking about the words and that's the kind of influence yeah. that is a great speaker
1: yeah i mean it's not about getting it verbatim it's about again coming from the heart it's about how you make them feel and 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 what what are they connecting with so you know and like i said when people ask me chris when you speak does it always come off the same way and i'm like you know i probably would say probably very rarely it it's still we're talking about the same thing but it's always delivered in a slightly different way because it may it's based upon the time the you know the the, the audience who's in the room the size of the room whatever the case may be i mean so that's why like again it's almost like you're right on the spot i mean i don't even know what's going to come out of my mouth in in, in the next you know, five seconds, but I just know that it does come out and it flows and it's genuine, it's authentic and so on. You can share some insight there. Yeah. That's
2: what you do so well. And I've followed your career. You're consistent in showing up the same and aligned with your values and what you say around that can be different, but it's always the same in my opinion, because it comes from the same place. Yes. Even though the exactly. word the word uh, organizations are different, you're always saying the same thing ultimately because it's coming from your values.
1: Exactly. I love that. I love that. So, any other things that we we're going we have about three minutes left in the um, in this segment. Any other things that you think that could really really tie everything together that you've shared so far from segment one and the techniques that you shared here in segment two.
2: So many people come to me and say, I'm really afraid that my idea doesn't matter. I'm really worried that nobody cares about what I have to say. I don't want to share my story because it's not as traumatic as other stories. And that's something that I really want to highlight is there are 7.8 billion people on the planet. One person out there is meant to hear from you. And if you don't share your story, you're preventing that person from hearing from you, and potentially being healed by you. Yeah, The responsibility of being an influential voice is great and it's urgent. And when you share your story, you can change and even save someone's life. And that's why it's so important to really understand the fears there because you are excited. The fear is there because it is scary to be vulnerable. And if you choose to step into the role of being an influential voice on stage or off and fully show people who you are, you can affect change that you can't even begin to see.
1: Wow. That is so true. That is so true. I love it. I love it. Well, you've shared a lot of great stuff and I know we got a third segment going to be coming up. Um, so one of the things that we're going to be, uh, when we come back, we, uh, we're going to be talking from some insights from uh, Trisha's book here, and uh, we can't wait to hear from some of the insights from there. And you'll get an opportunity, everyone and those listening later, to know how you can get your hands on her book. We'll provide that information here. So again, don't leave because we got more more to come here. And again, uh, those that are just joining us, we um, are, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice American Influencers Channel, also at our Apple podcast at Sustainable Success and also on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. So again, we have three areas that you can uh, listen to the podcast. uh, Actually, it's a radio show, but then a podcast after the live show. So again, you can tap into this information anytime. And we highly encourage you to go back to that first segment and the second segment that we're just concluding now, because Tricia has laid down a wealth of information, a lot of golden nuggets. We got to go to break, but when we come right back, we're going to get. We have more to come with Trisha and how you can become more influential uh, with your voice, both on stage and off. We'll be right back after the break.
0: Again, that's one 472 5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back to Sustainable Success. Our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct, a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generation types. This also includes fraternities, sororities, Maybe businesses that you've worked in in the past that are no longer around. You remember Continental Airlines, WorldCom. You remember those days, right? Well, those companies are no longer, but nonetheless, a great way to rekindle these relationships that you've had in the past and meet new people. Again, it takes all the noise out of social media and offers a wide variety of different infinity programs to help you in the areas of insurance. Also setting up a business and doing other things that can help move your personal success and business to the next level. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. So Tricia, we, we talked a lot about from you know your expertise talking about how to be be an influential voice on stage and off. You've just you have a book out, and I would love to just, you know, learn a little bit more if you could share with the listeners more about what the book is. And w- and why did you write it? Like what what compelled you to really sit down with this book and get this out to the masses?
2: In March of 2020, I was producing a live speaker event called Speakers Who Dare. I had become the executive producer of TEDx Lincoln Square, produced two years of those events, loved it, wanted to produce my own events so I had more creative control. And I in New York City in March of 2020, there was a lot of uncertainty and chaos and fear. And I had speakers from all over the world performing at this event. And I realized quickly, I had to make a decision and I didn't know what to do. Nobody knew what to do. So I took myself on a walk and I said, okay, I have to get my ego out of the way here. Do I cancel it? Do I postpone it? Or do I still have it? What do I do? And I realized that what I needed to do was create a safe place of certainty in a place that was unsafe and uncertain. And that meant not postponing it and not having it in New York City. And what I realized, too, is I'm a filmmaker, so I can ask all of my speakers to produce mini movies of their talks, edit it together, and live stream a feature film of the event, instead of live streaming from a theater. So we went from having 150 people audience to 150 countries. That was sort of the start to this whole thought process. As the year goes on, everyone's locked down. Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd's murder. And I started thinking, what is my role in the world right now? And up until that point, I'd had several publishers say, you should write a book about public speaking. Didn't really want to write a book about public speaking. Didn't resonate why. There's a lot of great books on speaking out there. And I realized in this moment, I had an opportunity to talk about effective communication Mm. and dignity because what was happening in our country and... From the white house was not dignified and was not respectful and i sat down in june of 2020 instead of going to mexico with my husband for our anniversary and committed myself to writing the influential voice saying what you mean for lasting legacy and it was my heart and my joy to be able to communicate from my point of view As a young girl who grew up on a farm in Arnold, Missouri, to the person that I am now living in New York City and what that meant, how I got here, how every moment, every step of the way influenced me so that I could communicate as openly and as vulnerably as possible why your voice matters and how it is your responsibility to learn how to communicate with dignity in order to make the world a better place and to connect this country and to connect humanity.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. And uh, and I love the why. I mean, and it's so, so important. What what would be something like, you know, that you feel is a a, a, a key takeaway for if somebody were reading the book, maybe again, everyone will have their own key takeaway. Everyone's going to have whatever jumps out at them. But what would, what do you find would be the one that's kind of been more universal to most people?
2: That your voice matters and that your voice when, matters. when you speak and when you share your truth, you can have a ripple effect. And I'll give you another example that I write about in the book. I went to see Michelle Obama's tour Becoming. She was at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And I got on the subway. It was still early at that time, it was still early, 9 p.m. from Brooklyn, going back to Manhattan. It was a very full subway car. And so I was safe. And uh, there was a group of young boys, white young boys, talking about a girl they went to school with in a very derogatory way, loud enough for everyone to hear on the car, on the train. It wasn't just to them. And I made a decision in that moment to be an influential voice. Now, again, for your listeners, I was not in danger. And I also did not speak to the entire train. I quietly spoke to these three boys. And I said, I want you to know that what you are saying is violence towards this girl, which means it's violence towards me and every woman on this train. And I encourage you to think about how you're speaking about someone right now. Of course, they made fun of me and ridiculed me and all the things. Yeah. And one of those boys didn't, which means maybe tomorrow the one boy who didn't say anything to me will stand up for the girl and will tell his friends that it's wrong. That is what I mean about being an influential voice. And that's one of the stories inside of this book.
1: Wow, that's powerful. And it is true. Like I said, we can't we can't change someone. We can't force them that if we do something we know is right, that that's how they're going to see it. This gentleman obviously doesn't see it that way. But the other guy, his friend, you know, you know, there was something there like, hmm, you know, he, my, my friend's not right here. You know, this this is wrong. So again, it just takes that one person that, that, you, that if you can be an impact on, that may help working on, you know, with the, his friend, maybe down the road in a few weeks, He may change the way he looks at things.
2: Absolutely. And when I'm working with speakers who are taking TED stages and they get nervous and scared and, oh, nobody cares, my idea, and everybody hates their talk two weeks before they deliver it, everybody. (laughs) So I have a speaker, Marie Elizabeth Molly, who is remarkable, and she is a relationship alchemist and a speaker, and she's also an underwater photographer for Sea Life, and in one of her calls, she said, "I um, just did this shoot. These fish, this this sea life is so amazing. And you know, this particular um, sea life is gender fluid. They they move from from ma- ma- masculine to feminine in terms of reproduction." And I said, "What? This is your talk? How sea life can teach us about gender fluidity?" And when she delivered her talk, it was amazing. And then our call afterwards, I said, Marie Elizabeth, what I want you to realize is this talk is going to be something someone shares with their parents so they can open up a dialogue about who they are in the world. Yeah, They can share the talk to get the conversation started. So thinking about influence, it is, it is, a ripple effect that we can't even begin to imagine, which is why everything you say matters and choosing your words wisely matter.
1: No, so true. I love that, what you just said. And, and that is so true. And so what would you like if, you know, like people that are, you know, if they get their hands on this book, tell me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, is there something that you can share? like I know for me that one of the steps of becoming an influencer was, my, was raising my level of confidence. and raising my level of confidence wasn't from a place of being arrogant and cocky, and, and I knew everything. It was, like you said, from those values from, from being transparent, being vulnerable, and learning as I grow, and not in detaching from outcomes not tied to expectations, but just trusting that process. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and, and how this book can really play a role in helping people to also develop their confidence as well?
2: The book takes you through exercises throughout all of the chapters. We start out talking about identifying your values and your purpose and then writing your mission statement. And I share mission statements of all of these successful companies so that you can get inspired by their process and their mission statement through stories that are my personal stories and historical stories, you'll be inspired to see that anyone can be an influential voice, which means so can you. I also take you through my process of idea mining, which is something that I do in all in, inside of all of my programs, the Big Talk Academy, the Speaker Salon, my one-on-one work. There are so many potent ideas inside of your mind. Or there might not be any and both calls cause paralysis. So this practice of idea mining is going to get you thinking, and then you're going to land on an idea that you may not have even known it was in there. You're going to excavate for the potent ideas so that you can begin to talk on something effectively and powerfully. And then of course, we talk about performance technique, which I touched on a little bit in the first segment, Objective and Action. We touch on memorization and how to do it. And then the other part of the book is really teaching you how to pitch yourself and how to ask for money to be paid as a speaker. You've lived your life as an expert for many, many years, which means you need to be paid to share your expertise. And so learning how to pitch yourself with um, the, the understanding of how to get chosen, that's a technique and that's That is influence. When you understand what language organizers are looking for, when you understand how to write a letter on your behalf that hits all of the touch points so the person receiving it has all of the information and they don't have to come back and ask you for something. It seems so obvious, but really making it as easy as possible for you to influence is part of this book as well.
1: Wow, I love it. Love it. Love it. So, what will be some of the ways? I know, like you know, we leave t- time towards the end to kind of let people know. But let's talk about where people can get their hands on the book. Is this book available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble? Is it available on your website?
2: All Is of that, the above. All it's of on, the above. it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. You can get it at the theinfluentialvoicebook.com or my website trishabrook.com. Yep, it's ready for you.
1: Nice. Well, we highly encourage everyone who's listening that will be listening later you know, buy this book, get your hands on it, you know, and go through it, read it, embrace it, and feel free to reach out to Tricia if you have any questions afterwards. So, um, so Tricia, any other things that you would like to, you know, share? Uh, we have about, you know, four minutes left in the show. Any that final comments that you would like to conclude what we talked about today that you could really, really bring everything together?
2: I think when a speaker or a teacher or a parent fully embraces that they can step into the role of being an influential voice, they get freed up and they realize that what they're saying has the opportunity to affect whomever they're saying it to. And being able to communicate effectively for impact is something we can all do. Now, I also say, and I share this with, with you, Chris, and your audience, when you write a book called The Influential Voice and you're married, it becomes a requirement that you ask for do-overs, <laughs> Right, What I say matters and what I, what I say is important and what I, the words that I choose are important. And I'm also a human being who's been in a marriage, a happy marriage, by the way, for 12 years. So when I am not my best self and I have not chosen my words wisely in my relationship, I pause and I ask for a do-over. So I highlight that being an influential voice does not mean perfection. It does not mean that you don't make mistakes It means that you're conscious of what you're saying and you can ask for forgiveness if you've done something that hurts someone else or that is not your best self. So I think that's a really important part of this conversation as well.
1: Wow, I love it. I love it. Well, there you have shared so much great information here with us today. And, you know, we can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time to be here with us. You know, I would love to kind of just, if you could share for the next minute and a half or so, Just, you know, how people can get to know you, what you're up to. We talked about the book, where they can get there, but any other places they could reach out to you and get to know the other things that you're doing?
2: For Sure. Well, I live in New York City, so if you ever happen to be in the city, hit me up. I love this city. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on my, trishabrook.com as my website. Um, I am currently supporting speakers in the Big Talk Academy, which is my speaker and thought leadership incubator. Um, I'm also uh, supporting speakers on the Speaker Salon stage, which happens in the spring and fall every year in New York. Um, I am currently being featured in a documentary called Big Stages, which is super exciting. And uh, I also host a masterclass called Stepping into the Red Circle. Um, I am definitely going to be writing a second book. And for all of you who are listening, if you would like a free chapter one, go to the influentialvoicebook.com forward slash chapter. I also have a podcast. As you know, we talked about needing my team yes. needing to update the uh, number of podcasts that yes, we have. <laughs> we'll make sure we get
1: that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so the Big Talk podcast is waiting for you. Of course, that's a, a free, valuable resource for everyone listening. And we've got a bunch of amazing episodes. I also started a YouTube channel during the pandemic, which was super hard because no hair and makeup, And a YouTube channel, that was super fun. Um, But there's a lot of episodes there that I think your listeners would also enjoy.
1: Wow. Well, Tricia, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here today, the Sustainable Success Way. We greatly appreciate you. And again, we encourage you listeners to go out and uh, get to know Tricia, reach out, get the book. Uh, It definitely is worth it. And get to know her and uh, different things that she's doing to develop speakers like you to get to the next level and grow your business and whatever that means to you. We want to thank you listeners each and every week joining us here at Sustainable Success Way. It's because of you that the show continues to thrive, and we're here to commit it to your success. We, we promise to bring in guests like Tricia in each and every week, sharing their words and wisdoms from, from a personal perspective, not, not the personal experience, and helping you that you can relate to that and feel understood to move your personal success and business forward. We want to wish everyone a happy rest of your week, and we'll be back here next Thursday, same time, 12 o'clock East Coast time to 1 p.m. East Coast time, and then on the West Coast, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Till then, have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you next Thursday.